Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Joining us for episode number 81 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we're kicking off our construction series. We are coming at you with a three part construction series to talk about some industry basics, start off with what should you be worried about when it comes to your accounting and you know, talking to a CFO in your business. Uh, And then we have uh, a guest on to talk about some software that can potentially help you uh, to streamline things. And we'll be wrapping up with some KPIs as well. So you want to catch that and put it on your calendar, subscribe so you don't miss the next couple episodes if you're interested in hearing about construction and how a CFO can help you with growth and, and profitability and all of those things. So today we're, we're talking about those industry basics and we want to start off with this one to give you some best practices for construction contractors specifically. You really need to find those efficiencies and transparency. And in order to do that, you need to be talking with a CFO regularly, um, especially as your company grows. So to help us learn about this. We are talking to Katina Peters, VCFO, partner here at PJS and Co CPAs, an expert in the construction industry. Thanks for joining us this morning, Katina. Thanks for having me, Megan. This is uh, definitely an interesting topic. I like to talk about it a lot. I kind of, I say, grew up in construction accounting in the firm that I spent 17 years at um, prior to having children and needing a little bit of a, a different lifestyle. Our primary clients were construction. So, you know, I really had a lot of experience and worked very closely with construction owners and helping them, you know, refine their businesses, get better information, get better estimates out there, et cetera. So it's really just something that I feel is really ingrained in me from being, you know, a very even young accountant going through college at the time because I was at that firm and and into, you know, furthering it from there. So, So it's really a topic that's just I feel very close to and I have I can relate really well, you know, to people in this industry because of that, I think. So perfect. And I know we we talk about, you know, kind of the different levels of of business and at what point should people consider bringing a CFO on? Is it any different from construction to like our general rules that we've laid out in prior episodes? You know, I think that it can be a little bit different for construction. You know, I think there are definitely still some similarities. Um, service-based businesses, as you guys know, that's what we service. So there's a lot of similarities in all of them. I would say that construction, because it has some nuances and some complexities when it comes to accounting and getting bonds and, you know, just different things like that. And we can talk about that a little bit more, but 
there you have to kind of be on top of that a little bit sooner as a construction business um, because you can't just fly by the seat of your pants for maybe as long as you could in another business um, because there's just a lot of you know structure that has to be put in around the type of accounting and job costing etc that you have to do as a construction business so so I would say probably just a little sooner would be a good idea so that you're getting that structure in place and those metrics and that management information to you know make sure you're keeping your business well and you're set up for growth and able to handle things in a profitable and efficient manner. And we do have an episode that walks through kind of the different levels and and what you're looking for in your business that would kind of throw a flag that, okay, now it's ready for a controller. Okay, now we're ready for a CPA. Okay, now, well, you should have a CPA kind of from the beginning, but you know, <laughs> the, the the points in which you're you're needing that higher level of service. So if you want to go back and listen to that one, you can catch that at episode number 72. We actually talk about how to hire a CFO and talk about the differences between what is a controller, what is a CFO, what levels, all of that. So that's episode 72. Show notes for that can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash 72. But when it comes to construction, there's definitely some specific questions that you're going to want to ask your CFO as you're going about and doing business. You want that information so that you can drive your business in the right direction and make better decisions and not just kind of zone out when you go to meet with your CFO. Like, okay, great. You say everything's looking fine. You want to be involved in those meetings. You want to be actively looking at that information and asking questions. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's always that old adage, you get out of it what you put into it. And I think that's true pretty much in everything in life, right? So um, you want to make sure that you're really actively engaged in that and putting yourself forward and asking questions and and just really digging in and understanding. I mean, definitely the CFO should be doing that. you know, on their side too, of course, but it's, it's kind of takes both people or, or the team, you know, so to speak, working together for that same common goal. And so you want to make sure that you're involved in that. And, you know, when we were kind of preparing for this episode, Megan, we talked about better information equaling better decisions. And that's important in every business, of course. But like I said, in construction business where, you know, typically you're operating in a percentage of what they call percentage of completion. And if you're, you know, if you've been in the industry for a while, you're probably very familiar with what that means. You're talking about needing to really track a, a more in-depth level of detail on your accounting side. So you're needing to track the costs and what jobs they're going to and those kinds of things. So we're going to talk a little bit about job costing and what that can look like, some of the methodologies, the direct versus indirect and, and general administrative costs and how some allocations will help you in your business work in process. Again, there's a percentage of completion coming into play. So all of these things um, need to be coming in as things are happening in the business. Going back to figure that out is kind of a nightmare. <laughs> so you don't want to get to the end and try to figure that out. And and you're saying, and people might be, well, why do I need to do that? Well, again, most of you that probably are in this, you have you know bonding requirements. You might need reviewed financials in order to get to a certain level. Well, all of that requires the stuff to be done. Not only that, that's one regulatory, like I have to do this because, right? But right. 
why not leverage all of that and take that information and really build a better business out of it? So rather than saying, okay, I'm just going to do this because I have to, yes, there is that. But you really, if you're doing this and using the data as you go, you can make way better decisions about running your business, about growing your business, those kinds of things. So I just want to, you know, kind of put that out there because I know a lot of people are like, well, I have to do this because, you know, <laughs> or what right. happened. But right. if you really look at it as, okay, we're doing this to build a better business, to make this the best that it can be and leverage that information instead of looking at it as a chore because um, it can be a little challenging from time to time. But if you're looking at it from the perspective of, okay, it is a chore, but it's a chore that's going to get me where I'm trying to go. That's a little bit different than, oh, it's a chore and I have to do this because I have to do this, you know, because somebody told me I need to get a reviewed financial to get a bond so that I keep working. <laughs> right. A mindset going into that. Um, yeah. So I just want to be like, okay, let's get the right hat on here from a mindset perspective as a business owner. And of course, the CFO is going to, you know, work with them on that and kind of help them pull that data together and pull it out into translating into better management decisions. So, so anyway, let's keep that in mind as we go through this. So job costing. So construction, we're doing jobs, right? We're building stuff for people, you know, can be at lots of different levels, lots of different types of jobs. But as we're doing all that, you know, we're paying people, we're using materials, we're using equipment, we're doing all these things. We want to be identifying those costs to the job we're using it for in our accounting system. And doing that allows us to have that better reporting. So obviously it gives us a pretty obvious one. What's this job costing me? <laughs> right. And did I right. did I cost did I estimate it right? Is it costing what I thought it was going to cost? Is it costing more than I thought it was going to cost? Less than I thought it was going to cost, you know, those kinds of things. So that we know at any point in the job, you know, are things going sideways? Are we Maybe we're not being as efficient in something that we're doing. Let's let's send somebody out to the job that's part of our leadership team to understand why isn't this efficient? Is it, you know, people goofing off, not doing the job they're supposed to be doing? Is it, you know, the actual job that we thought we were going to be doing? There's maybe other trades that are getting in our way, making things inefficient. So we need to coordinate better from the top down. So there's a lot of things that could be causing those kinds of things, but it's really not helpful for us to get to the end of the job and realize that we just lost a ton of money on this job. We can't do anything about it at the end of the job, right? We might be able to remedy some stuff as we go through to make this work and to, to be able to, you know, save some, build efficiencies, et cetera, with regards to that. So there's lots of different ways you could do job costing that, I mean, from it, especially from this technolo- technological world <laughs> and advancement that we have now, it's been, it's come a long way. There's a lot of things that people can do as far as, you know, the, the guys putting their time together for the week, you know, if they were all on one job, or maybe you have supervisors jumping from job to job, they can track you know, what jobs they're working on. You've also got the capability of being able to have people do stuff remotely on tablets or cell phones or what have you. So it's not as big of a paper push as it used to be. You used to always say, lots of paper we got to collect and approve and Mm -hmm. do all of this. So, you know, you can make it much more efficient, much easier to do. One of the challenges that I talked a lot 
to our construction owners about is getting the information from the field because these are guys that really like to work with their hands. Obviously, hopefully they're doing a good job being construction right. guys and they do not like paperwork, <laughs> usually. Not all, but usually. So that was always a little challenging and, and we don't want to put the administration above the doing the job well. So there's a balance to keep there. So we want to make it as easy as possible for them to get us the right information, the accurate information. Cause if we, you know, if we bad information coming in on that end, we're going to get bad coming out on the other end and we're going to make bad decisions. Right. And so I think, you know, making that easy and efficient using technology really helps, you know, to get it done right. And also, you know, kind of the, like we talked about the mindset, like talk to your guys, about, you know, we want to make this a good company. We want to make sure we keep you employed, you know, those kinds of things. And this is really important for us, you know, and you can build some of that stuff into your culture um, to help as well. So they, they just, again, they're not just like, oh, I have to do this. You know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get this information and show, you know, how we can do it better, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a really big point, though, it, the mindset and the culture of your company, like you, you set up in the beginning, even as the owner, you know, and that starts with you as the owner and the leadership team, looking at these things as red tape versus having a purpose. And what does that purpose mean? And what are we trying to achieve? And, you know, making that shift, I think, is is a big deal. It's not something to be taken light, lightly. So I, I like that. Absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. Um, so obviously, uh, we kind of beat job costing to death a little bit, but that's a pretty big key <laughs> in a construction world. So we're going to shift now a little bit into, uh, uh, so those are like direct job costs. So, you know, when you're, you can identify the person that's on the job, the piece of equipment that's being rented for the job, the um, materials that you bought specifically for that job. Those are very direct costs and are identifiable to that. You also have some indirect costs that you need to be kind of monitoring because if you're estimating a job, you know, you have to think of all the costs. You can't just think of just the direct costs that are going to that job. I mean, there's some other things like maybe you own equipment that you're using. Okay, so then there's like an allocation maybe per hours of that cost that needs to be assigned because it's not free equipment, right? You're paying for it. Right. So it's not, and it's going to wear out and it's going to need maintenance and, you know, et cetera. So there's those indirect costs. There's insurances that are indirect. They don't say, here's the insurance for this job. And that, generally speaking, it's, you know, you get one insurance, it covers everything you're doing. That's a pretty significant cost for most construction companies. And that's something that you need to be thinking about when you're looking at how profitable a job is and when you're estimating a job. So we want to be collecting those indirect costs that are different than general administrative costs. So we'll talk about that in a minute. You want to be collecting those indirect costs and allocating those back to jobs using some sort of methodology. And if again, if you're using good software, good technology, you start to establish what those rates are. Okay, we're using X hours of this equipment, so we're going to assign X rate per hour to that job. And then you look and make sure that that is making sense on the financial side. And there's, again, software that will help you make those allocations based on inputs. That makes it a lot better than having to do everything manually, for sure. Manual calculations and whatnot. So we want to look at those allocations, or maybe it's allocating per hours on a job. Maybe you have your whole indirect cost pool pulled together, and you allocate it based on the number of hours you spend on that job at that month. 
between the different jobs that you're spending hours on. So that's another methodology. So there's some methodologies that make more sense for some businesses than others. And you have to look at those and what makes the most sense and is going to make the best, again, the best output for us to make decisions based on. Okay. And then you have general and administrative overhead. So your administrative people that work in the office, your office rent, your supplies cost, um, you know, there's other, I'm not going to go through all of them, but there's other things that are not really tied to jobs at all. Like there's nothing that really, it's just to help support the business as a whole. So those are different, but again, as we're going through and looking at profitability and whatnot, we can't, we can't not build those in, right? We need to know what is our general administrative overhead? What does that look like? Because we need to make sure we're building that into our estimates, making good decisions, being efficient there, and then building the profit in, of course, as well. So there's a couple of cost pools that we need to watch, direct, indirect, GNA. And we want to make sure that we're tracking those in a a good way and that we're using good allocations that make sense. So that's something that, again, this is getting more technical, but it is where we need to go as construction business owners and CFOs to make sure we're getting good data. So should the conversations be revolving around the accuracy of the data and making sure, I mean, obviously in the setup of it, but is that an ongoing conversation or what, what questions should be happening around this topic? Yeah. I mean, you know, we need to make sure that we have, as we've talked before, a strategic system around these things, right? We need to say, okay, how are we going to capture this information? What controls are going to be in place to look at it accurately? So uh, uh, we've got a guy in the field, he's working on three jobs, he's getting his time and his supervisor needs to be signing off on that timesheet yes, he was on those three jobs and that's correct. And so we have have that, you know, kind of checks and balances in place to make sure we're getting correct information. And so it's about our internal controls to be able to get that data. In. And then it's monitoring of, you know, the financial side. Is it, you know, does it make sense <laughs> looking at it? And once we have the systems and controls and monitoring in place, you know, it, can take some tweaking, but usually it's pretty clean because we're watching it pretty closely. So when we see something that doesn't look right, it's going to stick out pretty quickly. We're going to go figure out what's going on. Oh, this didn't get done right. We need a different procedure in place, what have you, to correct it. So it's a little bit of a job maybe up front to get everything put in place. And like we say all the time, take the most important pieces first, get those in place, chip away at it um, and get it done. But once you've got that in place, you've got these systems and procedures in place, you're going to get some pretty good information and you're going to be looking at that regularly. I would recommend, you know, like we have before, we have certain metrics and, you know, maybe we're looking at financials once a month, but during the month we're looking at where those jobs are at. So once a week, kind of our little report, okay, we've got these costs in the job. Okay, we've got this and this is where we're at on the job. And does that make sense in the field? Like if I say based on our costs, we should be 50% done with this job. And the superintendent on the job says, you know, no way, maybe 25. (laughs) (laughs) That's a problem. We need to figure out what's (laughs) what's that difference. So we need to be having a meeting between accounting and CFO and you know, the people in the field, because, you know, obviously, typically, the counting is not going to be in the field knowing what's going on, right? So -hmm. we're going to be giving this report to the owner, but we need to make sure that whoever's running those jobs 
is involved in that and can say, yep, that's about right. You know, that's where we're at in the field. Otherwise, we got some major disconnect going between our data and what reality is. And we want to make sure that we reconcile that. So again, that's another way we can find that. Okay. So I know you mentioned you know, comparing the the progress of the job, you know, we're at fifty percent. Is that close to what you're seeing there? And and making sure those different departments are talking, is that related to work in process? What other topics do we need to be discussing with a VCFO when it comes to to WIP in a construction contractor? Business? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I mean that's basically a good envisionment of what we're doing kind of and I'd call probably like a whip meeting like that's what we're doing in that whip meeting we're talking about all the jobs in process and what's going on it also you know so you'll have typically a whip schedule that's built with the assistance of your CFO accounting people that's going to be tracking these costs tracking what's going on with jobs tracking the billings on the jobs and looking at okay are our billings getting out on time or we really over or under build based on where we're at on the job and kind of watching those things. Um, so that's, again, just a really good to have those active meetings to keep things on track. It, I mean, it kind of goes further beyond that. So it also tells us, okay, where we're at on all the jobs and what is our capacity? Like, you know, what jobs do we have coming? When are we going to kind of start running out of work so that we can make sure we have the people in place and and the jobs in place and you know kind of keep that rolling so this work in process is really important too so that we know again from a management side of the business okay we've got five jobs going two of them are are kind of wrapping up and you know in the next 60 90 days or what have you so we need to make sure we have jobs lined up we have back what they call backlog of jobs coming. So it also folds into your pipeline and having that discussion, making sure that you have the jobs you want, making sure that you have the people lined up in place, et cetera. So, I mean, it's really just bigger than just financial information and talking about it from that perspective. Yeah. And I, this is really speaking to the fact that your VCFO should be involved in a lot more than just the once a month financials, especially if you have a larger contractor business, because there's so many different moving parts and different departments that really need to be involved in these conversations. It's not just, okay, I met with my CFO. That's it. We're done. You know, there's going to be to do's. There's going to be communication that needs to happen between you and others or your VCFO or CFO, whoever you're working with and other departments. So it doesn't just stop there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. If, and if it's stopping there, um, yeah, we need to, you need to rethink what you got going on. Cause that's definitely not, I mean, that's not what you need out of a, a CFO or, or someone who's advising your business, right? You need to take it to the next level. So for sure. Well, and, and having those meetings and having process and processes in place where you're actually utilizing that again, going back to that purpose, we're not just, you know, doing it for the red tape. You're enhancing your business. You're trying to increase your profitability. You're looking at things like cash flow. So it's going there now as far as profitability, what are some questions that we should be throwing your way or conversations that need to be had around that topic? Yeah. So definitely your as we talked about working process and tracking that and that's really like 
the nitty gritty into the details of tracking your profitability. I mean, the bread and butter, obviously, of construction contractors is their jobs. So our jobs are driving that profitability. So we're looking at that really closely to make sure that we're staying profitable, that we're making those adjustments as quickly as possible as soon as we see something's going sideways or, you know, maybe we need to stop the contract because, you know, the the owner keeps changing things and we're not handling our change orders correctly. So we're not getting paid more. So it's costing us more. So there's a lot of, of different ways we can help that to improve our profitability. And also all this feedback goes back to the estimator team too, because they're going to be estimating future jobs and we want to communicate back to them okay, this didn't go well on this job and why and figure out, you know, what, where the problem might have come in and how we can foresee that in the future, how we can change what we did for estimate if we need to. So again, that just drives future profitability to make it as great as it can be and as tight as it can be on that. But we have to have that information and and communication (laughs) throughout throughout all the teams right um in the field in the office in the estimating to make this profitable that's that's how you do it and cash flow is also really important to keep a head on because construction businesses typically ebb and flow a lot there's a lot of okay we got tons of jobs no more no jobs you know so there's a lot of up and down so you need to you know first of all put what you can in place to keep that really level as much as possible some of it's seasonal depending on where you're at in the country you may have higher seasons lower seasons especially if you have harsher winters etc but you can also plan for that in a couple of ways i mean you can plan for okay we're gonna just line up a bunch of indoor jobs you know fixing stuff, changing stuff, improvements, whatever, you know, so there's things that we can do there. So we want to work on equalizing that cash flow as much as possible. We want to make sure that we're billing appropriately and and timely for everything and collecting appropriately and timely for everything so that we're able to foresee those cash flows. Sometimes a lot of jobs will have a bunch of upfront things like you know we start the job we buy all the materials maybe or something like that so there's a big chunk that we need to plan for right at the beginning of jobs so we want to be monitoring those kinds of things as well okay so there's obviously i mean and we just kind of touched high level on what those things look like with the certain topics that you need to be paying attention to and having regular discussions with with your controller, CFO, whoever you're working with, you need to be making sure that these are are addressed. So obviously, this would be a ton of work to do manually. You're not trying to do these on spreadsheets. Right. You may be hopefully. right now, but <laughs> <laughs> you may be right now, but hopefully, um, you know, there's, there's a better option out there. So what do you suggest when it comes to trying to do this manually? Like, is that even doable? You know, I mean, again, maybe at a smaller size, you know, those kinds of things, you know, so I mean, everything's doable to an extent, (laughs) but it's more how much cost and, and time and uh, all those things are going to go into it because, you know, also doing it manually it takes longer. So you may not have timely information coming out either. Mm-hmm. So that's also you know, like not going to help the management of the business. So, you know, there's definitely specialized software for construction companies. And I don't mean QuickBooks construction. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> at some point you need to graduate up from that. I mean, maybe when you're smaller, it does have some tools and stuff in there, but even in 
a software system like that, there's a ton of manual stuff you have to do to get that to where I'm talking about needing to be as a CFO and as growing the company and all those kinds of things. So you want to graduate up into a software that is specifically designed to track this stuff, track job costing, track indirect allocations, and has reports that are built into it. I mean, you know, again, the more manual stuff you have to do, the less efficient it is, the more costly it is, and the less timely it typically is as well. So as much as possible, you want to be able to get your system set up so that when you get the inputs in and you have the controls and you're doing it right, it's very easy to run the reports to get the KPI information out of the system without a lot of manual manipulation having to occur. And that's, we've talked about that for all the companies and tracking KPIs may take a little while to get it all set up to get it dialed in. But once it's there, you want these things to be very easy to get to very easy to, you know, spit out. So it's not a big process. Cause again, we want to be looking at a lot of this stuff once a week. That's that's a lot of processing to do if you're doing it without having a system where you can just print out the report, has the information that you need. It's already being done as the week's going on, as bills are getting paid, as people are getting payroll, etc. And it gives you that information. So this is definitely one of the industries that I would stand and say you need to use the specialized software to run a good business. It's worth the money. You need to work with somebody that, you know, understands how to set up the software, how to get out of it, what you need to get out of it. Because I think there's a a lot of that. Again, we go back to the red tape. They do it to get, you know, to the minimum of what they have to report on, (laughs) but there's so much more available and these software systems can be expensive, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's so much more available that, that you can get out of these systems. Why not get your money's worth, right? So set up, start using it, put those things in place, weekly meetings, et cetera, so that you're actually utilizing what you've got in there. And, you know, you want to look, I mean, there's obviously counting as much integration as possible is always good, right? If you can, you know, pay your bills out of it, if you do your invoices out of it, you know, all the stuff that needs to be done, if it, it hopefully has timekeeping attached to it, and it should be mobile at this point would be my recommendation where they can, again, in the field, just be entering stuff for the end of the day or what have you, and it's more timely. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you want to look at. But you definitely want to have that in your construction company to be as profitable as possible and to continue to scale and grow. Perfect. All right. Well, it's a lot. It's a lot of information, but there's so many things out there and so many tools and professionals that can help you accomplish it, that it's worthwhile to look and invest the time it needed to to really get your business there. If if your goal is to ultimately grow and become, you know, as profitable as it as you can be. So in wrapping up, is there anything else that you'd like to summarize as a a note you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think again, we just want to make sure, I mean, this is always right, the balance and the challenge of business owners is to back up out of being in the business and work on the business. And this is, again, an area that, you know, you really need to kind of force yourself into. You know, you've got to start having those weekly meetings, getting this stuff in place, work with somebody that can help you. So it's it's one of those things that it can feel 
painful initially <laughs> to, to implement those kinds of things. It's like, oh, I have so much to do, you know, but really when you get all that done and get it completed, you're really making your life a lot easier and reducing your stress level and smoothing things out. Like we just talked about smoothing out cash flow, doing those kinds of things. I mean, those are, those are huge things ultimately for you as the business owner to be able to sleep at night and relax a little bit, et cetera. So I think, again, it's just one of those things that we need to, as business owners, just make sure that we're kind of constantly keeping that ball rolling, even if we have a bunch of others that we're trying to keep rolling at the same time. Perfect. Thank you. So if you are interested in more information in our construction series, remember this is the first of three that we have going on. So subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of those. And we'll be bringing you some technology that could ultimately help you streamline operations within your contracting business next time in episode number 82. As always, remember, we offer a free discovery call as well. So if you're looking for a CFO that can help guide you through some of these things and have these discussions, please reach out. We're here to help. We can be found at pjscpas.com. And all of our information's there. You can also give us a call, 844-475-7272. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep the momentum going, and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.